the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, Here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. Of course, I don't sound like James Cooley. I'm Michelle Cooley, the co-host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. James, unfortunately, will not be on the show tonight. He is under the weather, under the weather, uh, uh, a great dental visit today, um, but uh, he decided to kind of step back and kind of heal. So um, we we thank everyone for listening to the show tonight. And Noah, how are you doing today? You know, it's a Monday, Michelle, so all I can say about that is it's, the weekend was one day too short, but that's always the case. And I'm got my Christmas fully covered, so I think I'm good to go and uh, ready for the holidays, and looks like a great show today. Oh my gosh, it's going to be a great show. I'm so excited about our guests and the, the subject matter. It's, it's so exciting, but before we even get to that... I said before the show started to you that I finished my Christmas shopping. I am done. I am not going to the store anymore except to get my Starbucks. You know, it's funny. Yeah, oh, we are in agreement on both counts. One, I am done. And actually, this is the first time I've been done by this time in years. And two, there is always time for a Starbucks run. Oh, my goodness. My favorite Starbucks is my mango dragon fruit lemonade. That's like the best. Oh, my son I mean, gets that. He says that's really good. Never had that. I'm, I'm still uh, your pumpkin spice latte guy. Oh, gosh. My mom likes Starbucks, too. I got her hooked on that. Not on the drinks, but actually the pastry. You she know what? Loves- their food is actually really good. I like some of their food stuff. Oh, yeah. She loves the, what is it? Not the pumpkin bread, the banana bread she loves. You know what I'm so. hooked on, Andrew? Uh, uh, they have actually, it's uh, besides, I was going to say, and besides getting my, my, my drink, I often try to get the the cracker and cheese platter. I'm a big cheese connoisseur, so I always get that. And it's, oh, so good. Oh, wow. Yes. So, you know, I am done. And, you know, I'm, I'm the worst rapper ever. Uh, you I know mean, what? I, <laughs> I might take the title on that one. I'm willing to have a wrap off with you because you can look at my gifts and go, yep, Noah wrap that one. <laughs> no, 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 Michelle and Noah wrap that gift. Well, that's why I buy Christmas bags. I'm like, you just stick a bow, put some paper in it and just put the gift in. I you don't agree. have to worry about wrapping. But um, I'm excited about the Christmas holidays. You know, um, my, 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 my daughter and um, her Are you guys her, hosting her this year, Michelle? Yes, yes, we're hosting uh, my daughter and her, 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 her boyfriend and his family. They're coming over Christmas dinner. And me and James were talking about the menu. We're, we're thinking of, uh, okay, ham, um, Cornish hens, mashed potatoes, candy yams. Oh, I might be flying in. Green bean casserole, plus, plus, my daughter wants to make... Add some seafood to it, some like some shrimps and some crab legs. So it's going to be a big party. You know, I've never had seafood at a Christmas dinner, but I'll have to tell you, I wouldn't object because it's, it's one of my favorite things. I love seafood. Oh, my gosh. I love seafood. I mean, I know a lot of per- a lot of people are allergic to shellfish. And, you know, I'm so glad I'm not one of them because I would really miss seafood. But it's going to be an exciting time. But um 
I'm really excited about the show tonight. You know, one of the things that I have not done a lot, Noah, lately is read um, a good book. And I used to read a lot more often, but you know, life sometimes work. It could, it, it, you're busy all the time and you don't have time to read. So I really want to get back into that. I mean, are you uh, an advent reader? I am, and I'm actually very much like you, where I think I have about four or five books that are like on my nightstand that I'm slowly working my way through. And I love to read, and I should probably prior- prioritize a little bit differently because I-, I find it very relaxing, but I don't do it as often as I should with my busy schedule. Yes, well, I think I read more when I was in school. You know that summer reading list they made you yeah, when you were a kid? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I, that wasn't, like some people complained about it when I was going through schooling. I loved it. I wonder, do they still do that now with schools? They do. They do. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know okay, if the list know. is the same as when mm-hmm. we were going, but they definitely still do. Wow. And our listening audience, if you want to be part of this show, please call in at 1-888-344-1170. It's 1-888-344-1170. Okay, so the title of our show tonight, Noah, is The Christmas Mitzvah, A Story of Kindness and Giving Selflessly to Others. And our guest tonight is Mr. Jeff Gottsfeld. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing? Hi, it's a pleasure to be with you. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. And I'm just really excited about the the book you have currently, you know, and just the, the theme and the message behind it. So, um, well, any further ado, we're going to start the show. The purpose of the show tonight is getting to know the background of writer Jeff Gottsfeld, discuss his current book, The Christmas Mitzvah, and discuss the message and theme the book conveys. And listening audience, I want to tell you a little bit about Jeff Gottesfeld. Jeff writes for page, stage, and screen. He has won awards from the American Library Association, the Association of Jewish Libraries, the Writers Guild of America, the National Council for the Social Studies, and the American Alliance for Theater and Education. His current focus is picture book texts for children. His picture books are The Tree in the Courtyard, No Steps Behind, 21 Steps Guarding the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, And Jeff, his background, he was born in Manhattan and raised in Teaneck, New Jersey, and he currently lives in Los Angeles. Angeles. And Jeff, I don't know if you, I forgot to tell you this, but I am a native New Yorker, born and raised, so I'm an East Coast girl, and you're an East Coast guy who's moved to the West Coast. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm just super comfortable now. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. So I'm going to just, um, Jeff, can you just tell our listening audience what it was like growing up in Teaneck, New Jersey, and the role models you had growing up? I'm the luckiest boy in the world to have grown up in this community. It's a bedroom community to New York City. Um, Our claim to fame is that we were the first school system in America to voluntarily integrate its schools. This happened when I was in first grade. I was bust, and uh, if anybody has any doubt about whether it can work sometimes, you should have been in my 40th high school reunion because it was glorious. Um, my role models growing up um, were, were good men, coaches, camp counselors um, for writing. I had a chance to write with the African-American writer, John Edgar Weidman as sort of a mentor when I was at summer camp. Um, Good men were my role models, so I try to emulate them. Wow. Uh, Noah, you have a question before we head on to the break? Yeah, do you have, I'm just curious, what inspired you to become a writer? I know that it means something for different people. Sometimes maybe it's just people that they emulated. Maybe they're just creatively inspired by events that have happened in their lives. Where is your journey first started for you in the writing process? You know, it's a great question. I mean, one piece of it is I think I'm reasonably good at it. So it's easier for me to do something that I'm That's good, good at than something that I'm terrible at. Secondly, I think I have a nose for a good story. Uh, I know what's going to appeal particularly to my young audience. 
And then thirdly, there are things in the world that I care about, like, like goodness and reverence and appreciation and gratitude and discipline and, um, and focus. And I, I get to talk about these things in my books by writing about interesting people and interesting things. Wow, that's important. Um, you know, everyone, you know, the, most of the times, well, um, most times, some people, they know what they want to be, you know, as a child. And especially, you know, when they come across a person or maybe an incident prompts them to say, hey, you know, this is like my calling. This is something that's awakening a talent and gift inside me. And I mean, no, you kind of identify with that, you know, with your career, you just something happen or you just knew as a child this is where you wanted to do oh yeah 100 percent, michelle i i always loved radio and then growing up i would get together with my friends we would play radio it sounds weird but we would get a boom box and we would play different musical cassettes on one side of the deck the whole dual deck system and then we would record on the other like we were radio djs and i knew from way back then that no matter what it was i didn't know it was going to be talk radio that I wanted to do radio. It was, in, it was kind of like in my blood, so to speak. Wow. Well, listening audience, we have to take a break now, but we will be back with the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, with our guest tonight, writer Jeff Gottesfeld. It's your life. If you want to be part of the show, please call in at 1-888-344-1170. 1-888-344-1170. We'll be right back. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Noah Dingley here, producer of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. I'm Michelle Cooley. And our listening audience, James is under the weather today, so he will not be on the show. But myself, Michelle Cooley, and our show's producer, Noah Noah Dingley, we are here. We are here with our very special guest, writer Jeff Gottesfeld. And the title of the show today is The Christmas Mitzvah, A Story of Kindness and Giving Selflessly to Others. And listening audience, if you want to be part of the show, please call in at 1-888-344-1170, 1-888-344-1170. 
Jeff, I'm just curious because this is actually something I'm a good writer as, as well. And so I've always best communicated actually as well as I do through broadcast and through spoken word better with my pen than I actually do, like I said, on the air. It's just I've, I've always been good at it, whether it's creatively or just personal you know, journaling. Do you communicate better verbally or through the pen? Because I, I've noticed that certain people that are really good writers tend to just be great, great communicators when it comes to writing things down. You know, it's a great question. I'm pretty good on my feet speaking. I'm pretty good writing. Just do not ask me to draw anything. Oh, you and I are in alignment uh, there. there. Do not ask me. I mean, there are some author illustrators out there, but for Christmas Mitzvah, there's a, a terrific young illustrator uh, from San Francisco. I think she's Indonesian by birth, in fact. And uh, she just is funny and peppy and exciting. I can't do that. So, yeah, I'm, they've been Bob's words on there, but not pictures, please. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, your bio states your focus now is on picture book text for children. However, can you tell us a little bit about your earlier works writing for stage and film? Yeah, I can. If, um, if, if there's something that needs to be written, I've done it. I wrote a movie called Broken Bridges. I was the associate head writer of The Young and the Restless. On CBS, I wrote all kinds of teen fiction. I wrote at least uh, one chiclet uh, book with a with a collaborator under pseudonym. Uh, if it could go down on a page, I could write it. But writing now picture book manuscripts, it's the most exciting thing ever because you got to tell a whole story, and you have maybe 800 words to do it, and it's probably more like exciting poetry than it is like another kind of writing. So now let's hear about the why. Why is your focus on picture books, text for children now? Well, so there's two reasons. Um, I find stories that I think needs to be told, and if I don't tell them, nobody is going to. Um, you know, my last book this year was called, called 21 Steps, Guarding the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier um, from Candlewick. It got a lot of publicity, but if I didn't write that book about the tomb in its 100th centennial, from the point of view of the first unknown who was interred there in 1921, that book was not going to be written. Um, same thing with the Christmas Mitzvah. I came across an amazing story of this Jewish guy in Milwaukee in the late 1960s who was fiercely Jewish, and he loved his Christian neighbors, and he loved the Christmas holiday. It wasn't his holiday. He had Hanukkah, but so be it. And he was coming home from work. One evening, he stopped to fill his car up. They had gas station attendants in those days. The attendant came out, and Al Rosen's like, why are you working? It's Christmas Eve. You should be home with your family. And the guy's like, oh, my boss is making me work. I'm on graveyard shift. And Al was so incensed. He went home. He called a radio station like yours. He said, I'm Al Rosen. I'm Jewish. And if you have to work on Christmas Eve, and want to be with your family, I will do your job for nothing. And the switchboard lit up. Now, that's a story I want kids to know. You know, it's funny, real quick, before Michelle's next question, I, I love your, your attitude towards that. And if everybody that was either in, you know, in media or writing books or people that are trying to maybe make music with a specific message had that mentality, I think, I, I think the world would benefit because you really have to ask yourself at the end of the day, Jeff, if I don't make this particular project, is something similar along that vein ever going to see the light of day? And if the answer is no, then that's exactly why you should be doing it anyway. That's been the recurring theme in everything I write. If I don't do it, I don't know who's going to, so I'd better tell the story. And fortunately, I've, I've been able to tell these stories actually reasonably well. Wow. So Al Rosen, the person in your book, is this an autobiographical story of Al or this is inspired by Al for the in the book, The Christmas Mitzvah? I didn't really want to know much about Al at all. I found out about him when I was in Milwaukee in the late 1990s, I think on a theater project. And Al had been doing these good deeds on Christmas Eve for like 30 years, and they were the thing of local legend. 
I cut out the newspaper article about him, but I did not do a lot of research into his life. I wanted the story inspired by him so I could come up with the Christmas meets folk, you know, on my own and unfold the story on my own. So then I have this great thing, you know, Al had a kid. So after the book comes out, I need to call Jeff Rosen and say, Jeff, you may not know this, but I just wrote a book about your dad, kind of. Do you want to read it? Fortunately, he loved it. <laughs> In your opinion, how does the book illustrate, and I find this just a fascinating question, Jeff, the importance of opening one's heart and giving selflessly to others. Something we always talk about here on the show is the art of giving back. And it really is an art because we're usually all so busy with our lives, our family, our friends, and to be able to do that as part of and work it into your life really can take some effort, but it's so important. Like that is really something that more of us should focus on. Think about it. Al is Jewish. He opens his heart entirely to his Christian neighbors. He's an ordinary person in real life. He was kind of funny looking and skinny and a door to door pots and pans salesman. I mean, this was not a famous dude in any way. And I think what the story illustrates is that all of us, look, I don't have the capacity to play music. I can't draw. Don't ask me to fix my car. Don't ask me to do calculus. And then there's other people, you know, they've got their abilities and their lack of abilities, but everybody can be good. And Al Rosen showed that when you're good, more good things will happen. You know, it is so important. You know, you know, before the show, uh, Jeff, you and I were discussing, you know, you know, today's you now how we always hear these stories on the news about, you know, the, the 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 wrong and the bad things that people do. It is refreshing to hear about this book and how this book was inspired by this man, Al Rosen, who did something out of the kindness of his heart. I mean, it, I mean, don't you find that refreshing, Noah? Oh, yeah. And again, that's why talking about all this stuff that has to do with selflessness is, is, is so important. You know, are you doing it, you know, just talking about nonprofits like we do on the show quite often, Michelle, are you doing it for that tax donation? You know, uh, the, you know, just that, that little bit of a, of a, of a perk at the end of the day. I mean, it's nice. Some people, you know, do, you know, deduct stuff on their taxes, but that for the most part is not why people give, especially around this, this time of year, people do it because they want to be able to make a difference in other people's lives. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Things like this, books like this, it's about touching somebody else's life. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what Al does. You know, it says in the book, years piled up like drips in a blizzard, Al grew gray and achy, yet come Christmas Eve, he'd find his parka and head into the night to guard gates, open doors, answer phones, do laundry, and shine shoes. And in real life, he started something of a movement. You know, if you Google the Christmas mitzvah, you'll see that in Denver, Colorado, this is a big undertaking now of Jewish Federation there in Baltimore, Maryland, in Oakland, California. And and Christian groups now do this for their Jewish colleagues on the high holidays and Muslim groups as well. So that's what I mean. Like you know, one mitzvah leads to another, it said. And and that's what happens here. You know, I know we we got a couple of minutes until break here, Jeff, but you know, it's like I have one of my greatest friends in the world and he's Jewish and I'm Christian. And we always make sure that we're wishing not just a happy holidays because you know and i do wish a lot of people that but him and i are so close i always make sure i wish him a happy hanukkah and vice versa he makes sure that he wishes me a merry christmas and we try and stay plugged in with what each other is doing and it, it's it's just so connecting and you and and you feel as though not only are you a part of it and you don't have to share the faith but at the end of the day it strengthens that relationship that you have with somebody like that you couldn't be more right it's 2021 here. I think we can go beyond tolerance to an embrace. That doesn't mean you have to adopt the another faith, but you can embrace another faith. And, and in the world today, uh, for, for Jews, American Christians are our greatest supporters. I acknowledge that. And, and I hope our Christian friends understand that, that we support them as well in, in, in their faith and in, in, in their approach to life. Love that, Michelle. 
Yes, definitely. Al, before we head on to the break, I uh, just wanted you to start in, um, with this, um, this your response to this. How does this book provide an uplifting interfaith message incorporating all backgrounds, religions, and races, in your opinion? Well, you turn to the very last spread, and here's Al Rosen, who has done these Christmas mitzvahs for 30 years, um, all low-level jobs for people as, you know, so easy to dismiss in a world that mistakes wealth for worth. And yeah, if I could show you the picture, you've got all these people come back at the end to thank Al for giving him the gift of Christmas. And this last spread, it's amazing. It looks like America. There's a guy with a mohawk. There's African-Americans, Latinos, and Asians, and Indians, and young, and old, and skinny, and not so skinny. Um, They're there. So there's the message. It's right in front of you. Wow. Well, listening audience, we have to take a station break, but we will be back with the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. If you want to be part of the show, please call in at 1-888-344-1170. It's 1-888-344-1170. We will be right back with our guest tonight, Mr. Jeff Gottesfeld. It's your life. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true-life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. Streaming now on the Answer San Diego app and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. I'm Michelle Cooley filling in for James Cooley tonight. He's a little bit under the weather, but we have our very special guest tonight, Mr. Jeff Gottesfeld. And he is bringing in, talking about his new book, The Christmas Mitzvah. And listening audience, if you want to be part of this conversation, please call in at one 888 344-1170 We're going to get to a very special call in just a moment. I know that they're, they're chomping at the bit. They want to get on the show. But I've got to ask this question of you, Jeff, first. I was talking about my Jewish friend and how we've you know, embraced, not tolerated, embraced like each other's you know, I celebrate don't, or don't celebrate, but I embrace Hanukkah and he embraces christmas and we you know exchange well wishes and you know it helps us feel a part of each other's traditions and it's amazing and 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 i love that it's something that is very very near and dear to my heart and then we also talked about before the break 
you know, the, the, the blending of Hanukkah and Christmas traditions and, you know, how to express both holidays and it being good, you know, for both communities. And so what I want to ask you now is how to take that a step further, maybe not just with Hanukkah, maybe not just with Christianity, but with all faiths. How do you kind of bridge that gap around all of the holidays for the people that we hold near and dear to our hearts, making sure that we do that across the board? It's a big challenge in America. You know, I don't mean to sound so serious, but, you know, we've got a First Amendment here and, you know, it's, it's, it's risky, I think, a lot of educators think in public schools to talk about issues of faith and religion. So I think it's up to us as parents at home and in our churches and synagogues and mosques and temples to do this and to do it with, without fear, you know, to realize that, that we as Jews, we can educate our kids about Islam and about Christianity and about Buddhism and, and vice versa. I mean, my, my stepdaughter went to, a, went to a Jewish high school. She did a month on Islam at this Jewish high school. That's really pretty good. Um, and the more that we know about each other's faith traditions and understand the rituals and, and even see those rituals, I think we're much richer and we'll be better Americans for it too. And you learn certain things about the individual faiths, and through that, you become, even though you have a different faith entirely, you become a better person. Well, there's no doubt, particularly if you're Christian. The more you you know about Hebrew Bible, the better a Christian you can be. (laughs) Let's take a call all the way. Michelle, uh, you know this uh, state very well. All the way from the great state of Texas. James, you're on the James Cooley Show. It's your life. (laughs) Hey, you know, I tell you, this is an absolute pleasure. And, uh, hey, Jeff, uh, man, I've been listening to the show. I know that I'm not hosting the show tonight because I have to uh, uh, sit back and relax. But uh, I tell you, a couple of things you have said that uh, really caught my attention. Uh, One of the things is uh, you mentioned about uh, the different faiths, the different, uh, I mean, regardless of what religion that is, bringing everybody together. I believe that that is so important uh, during Christmas time right now, but I think it's important every single day that uh, we learn to love each other. We learn to live together regardless of whatever whatever our differences are and regardless of whatever our our beliefs and our faith is. uh, We all all are, I believe, uh, we all are, are children of God. But you mentioned something earlier uh, during the show, uh, uh, something that you said you, you learned from one of your mentors, Al Rosen. Can you tell us about that movement that you was talking about? Yeah, the movement of the Christmas Mitzvah movement um, in Denver, Colorado. I mean, if you go to Google and you Google the Christmas Mitzvah, this will pop up right about the same time as my book pops up. Um, the Jewish Federation of Denver, Colorado, organizes formally to do the jobs of Christian friends and neighbors so that they can have Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with their families. Same kind of thing in Oakland, California, same kind of thing in Baltimore, and I can tell you informally it's done it's done all over America and Canada. Well, I tell you, man, uh, uh, normally when I'm not... Uh hosting the show. I, I try to sit back and let Michelle and Noah handle that, but uh, just so impressed uh, with your words and so impressed with all the things that you're doing. And uh, I just I just wanted to reach out and just call and let you know. And I'm going to sit back and finish listening to the show. And, uh, hey, thank you so much, my friend, for taking the time to come on the I'm honored. I'm honored that you called in and a quick recuperation from whatever it is. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, you, James. Jeff, would you like to see the Christmas mitzvah incorporated into an actual movie? Oh, that's that's super funny. Um, I was on the phone this morning with a producer who works for Hallmark (laughs) and uh, I've got I've got a plot written out on it. Um, I don't know that I'm going to spec the script next week or something like that, but I, I know how this would go, and I think it would be a terrific film. Um, 
but I'm happy. I'm happy with the book being a new night before Hanukkah or a new night before Christmas read for uh, for families here. Jeff, oh, I'm curious. Yeah. Now, I know you were telling me a little bit earlier, and well, and the listening audience for that matter, the feedback that you got from Al Rosen's son. But what about the entire family? Have you got some pretty miraculous feedback from the whole family? I have. I mean, he sent it to his grandchildren um, who've, who've loved it. Look, Al Rosen was just a good person. You know, I've learned a little bit about him since I finished the book. I mean, this was a man who would cry when his parakeet died. This was a man who went into federal prisons with his wife in the audience and shared a, method, a message of brotherhood with them. His driving force in his life was goodness. And today we remember him when, you know, maybe another Al Rosen who lived about the same time as he did, who was a big baseball player and I think became president of the New York Yankees. No one thinks about that guy anymore. So, you know, finally, goodness wins out. (laughs) Jeff, how has this writing this book inspired you as a person? Oh, I love that question. Um, I try to be more conscious, small ways, day to day, of things that I can do which will be good. Here's an example. Um, I ran, I was in a, a few days ago, I was sitting outside of the train station downtown LA, and a fellow came up to me. And he had just been released from prison after 10 years. And he, he asked me for advice, you know, because I was wearing a shirt and tie. And I really had to stop and think about, okay, what can I do here which is going to be good for him? In another situation, maybe 10 years ago, maybe I wouldn't have had that conversation. I took the time. I had it. You know, goodness involves going out of your way to do something. So I try to go out of my way a little bit more. Believe me, I've got a long way to go before I'm where I want to be. <laughs> this wow. one's going to, it might take some, some thought heading into the break, but I have to ask it. So I, I think each piece that a writer writes is definitely an experience and they learn something about themselves along the way as a writer, maybe not necessarily as a person like you just d- described, but as a writer, like how has writing the Christmas mitzvah developed your skills as a writer? What has it taught you as part of the creative process? Oh, it, you know, it's taught me to keep things simple. And for the first time you know, that I've ever written, like listing things can actually be instructive. So listen, for 30 more years, Al did Christmas mitzvahs. He pumped gas, lugged bags, tended bar, spun records, and changed bedpans. Some jobs he did better than others. Al bagged groceries, took tolls, sorted mail, filed papers, and parked cars. These are very simple things about actually fairly simple people with really funny illustrations. And I learned in the simplicity of it, just the description of the thing and the photograph, there's a lot of power. Wow. Wow. Just, you know, you're talking about the things that Al did, just the simple things. I mean, you know, it it sounds simple, but it has more of a meaning than anybody would ever know. I mean, the fact that he did these things, he did these things because it was in his heart and to help other people out. You know, the spirit of his generosity and his love and his caring and wanting people to be with their families you know this this book it, it it's 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 amazing and it, it it has a great theme and a great message and before i continue that we have to take a station break the james cooley show it's your life we'll be right back if you want to be part of this conversation please call in at 1-888-344-1170 1-888-344-1170 we will be right back There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. 
The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we are offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on Smart Speakers and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. I'm Michelle Cooley. James is off today. He's a little bit under the weather. We have myself, our producer, Noah Dingley, and our very special guest, Mr. Jeff Gottesfeld, the writer, the author of The Christmas Mitzvah. And listening audience, if you want to be part of this conversation, please call in at 1-888-344-1170. 1-888-344-1170. Another tricky one for you, Jeff, but I know you can handle it, my good friend. Everybody's got a different definition, and so I'd like you to define the word selflessness, what it means to you, and then also, through that, give us an example of what that looks like. Love that question. Uh, Selflessness, to me, means action on behalf of another person without the goal of deriving a benefit from it, you know, pecuniary benefit. I mean, yeah, there's going to be a benefit of, of, of some self-satisfaction for doing it, but not a direct benefit. You know, I think of the, think of the, the tomb guards in front of the tomb of the unknown soldier at Arlington National Cemetery. That's selfless. You know, think about the, men interred there, that's selfless. So no benefit from doing it. You're serving others. It's a beautiful quality. We don't have to do it all the time either. You know, I don't think we're asked to do that all the time, but we got to do it at least sometimes. Wow. Jeff, you know, um, the Christmas mitzvah has so much, you know, so many messages in it, you know, the spirit of generosity, giving back up to others. Why is it important in this day and time to reinforce that to just, just to everybody, despite what's going on in the world, that there are people out there who actually still want to help others and give back? Can you comment on that? I can. I think it's because everybody can be good. You know, everybody has it in their heart to be good and knows that being good is important. But I think if you went into a fourth grade class and you asked kids to raise their hands, if you want to be famous, a lot of hands would go in the air. If you want to be rich, a lot of hands would go in the air. You want to be like, you know, do you want to have a million followers on TikTok? A lot of hands would go in the air. Do you want to be good? I don't know how many hands would go in the air that quickly. And it's the one thing we all can be. And it's the one thing that is guaranteed to make the world better. And uh, if, if we can't talk about goodness at Christmas, I don't know when we do it. 
Well, it's a good time to talk about it, Jeff, but also, and I know we've echoed this through the conversation. I just like maybe to have you repeat it in your own words. This is something to reflect on this time of the year. And then once you've reflected on it, have it be a general attitude 365. Yeah, to to reflect on it and to and to do something. You know, do a do a good thing every day. One thing, you know, that that is that is selfless. And I'm gonna look for it, you know, after after we click off tonight. Um my my goal is to find that good thing to do for today, which is going to be selfless. You know, and even if you do it now, don't do it I mean and if you do that that's fine, but I, I'm trying to give a different different meaning of it here don't do it because of christmas just do it right right i there's practically no bad effects i mean you know it says and you know the, the Talmud says one one mitzvah leads to another and one bad act leads to another and it really is true you know when you do when you do a good deed that's not just a good deed but the thing that god wants you to do that's going to create even more good deeds Amen to that. Jeff, I'm curious, if you were not a writer slash author, what profession would you be a part of? Michelle, I can say it wouldn't be an artist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the the good answer is I'd like to be the guy who tests fishing lures. You know, that would just that would just be a fantastic job. But absent, absent that, I Good Lord, I don't know, maybe a psychologist. I've got a few of them in my family. Um, Maybe a coach of some kind. I've had a few of those in my family from time to time. Um, Maybe a religious leader. I don't know that I would have done that when I was 25, but I'm not 25 anymore. Um, Something along those lines. Would I like to have been a rocket scientist? Sure, that would be amazing, you know, to be able to to watch the web telescope take off in a couple of days and, you know, realize you had something to do with its launch. I've got a friend who's a rocket scientist. It's, you know, it's incredible, but that's not me. That's not, that's not what God gave me to do. You know, uh, James Cooley is, uh, I'm glad he called into the show, but since he's not here, I have to throw in that curveball, Michelle, that James likes to throw in once a show. Jeff, if you could go back in time through a time machine 20 years ago to tell a younger version of yourself, something and give him some piece of advice to help him with his writing career and outlook in life, what would you tell him? Uh, I, I would say you're actually on the right path here, Jim. I would say not to worry quite so much about things you can't control and keep focusing on the things that you can. Because there is a lot in life you can't control. And certainly when you're writing, I mean, you can't control who's going to buy your book. You can't control who's going to watch your TV show. You can't control who's going to go to your movie. But you can control what's going down on the page. So just continue to make it as good as you possibly can do it. Worry less. You're doing all right. You're on the right path here, Jeff. That's what I'd say. Wow. Jeff, do you have any, like, what kind of books do you like to read? Like, Are there like a particular author that you just love reading their books? I'm just curious. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, well, I've got, a, I've got a photograph of George Orwell up in my living room near where I work. So that's a writer who I respect incredibly. Um, but most of the time when I'm reading now, I'm, I'm I tend to be like looking for material and looking, looking for stories. Um, I just finished, for example, uh, the, a memoir by Bill W who was the founder of the Alcoholics Anonymous movement, because I think he's a really interesting character and that movement has helped so many people. So I'm, 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 I'm reading on the lookout for, for something to write about most of the time. (laughs) How about you? (laughs) I, um, I love reading James Patterson books. Yeah. I haven't read them in a while, but I'm a huge fan of the, um, James Patterson. Uh, what about you, Noah? Oh, you know what? Uh, the, off the top of my head, it's going to sound like quite the contrast. Either Mark Twain or Ian Fleming. Love Ian Fleming's spy novels. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that, is, that is good. And then uh, for, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the sake of some equity here, I'm a big fan of the female writer Lionel Shriver. Um, I'm going to leave her politics out of it, but that actually is irrelevant. I think she's just a stunningly good writer. 
Wow. Jeff, where can our listeners purchase the Christmas mitzvah book? Well, it's not that hard to find. Uh, first of all, it's got a catchy title. Mm-hmm. You can you can you can find it easily. It's uh, it's at the Amazon behemoth, of course, uh, and Barnes and Noble. A lot of bookstores are carrying it. Uh, IndieBound, which is the online source and connection to indie bookstores, will have it. Um, it's not hard to find, and it's a quick read. You know, it's eight hundred words, and I would say you could read this all the way down to a kindergartner with no problem. That's great. It, aloud. it is thematically just fine. And uh, I would say kindergarten to 103. That works for me. I'm sure, Michelle, you want to know and I want to know with about a minute and a half before we uh, start exiting the show. But any uh, anything that's on the horizon, something you, ha- you haven't penned yet that maybe you want to, you know, test the waters, maybe maybe a different type of writing that you haven't explored yet. Oh, that's interesting. I was working on a couple of my ideas files today. Um, I've gotten I've gotten interested in the the origin since it's Christmas um, in the origin of the story of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, which, like you know, so many great Christmas songs were written by uh, by Jewish songwriters. This this story was written by a, a Jewish writer as well. So who knows? Maybe in a couple of years there'll be a book out there called Writing Rudolph. <laughs> well, Jeff, we're coming down the last minute of the show. Um, definitely, you know, you have shared this wonderful book with us, The Christmas Mitzvah, and I'm encouraging our listeners to go out and purchase it. And Jeff, we, we definitely want you back on the show. And, um, you know, James is excited to to listen and he just hear the things you're either doing, especially the message and the theme in this book. And, um um, is any uh, 30 seconds, do you have any takeaways you want to leave with the, our listening audience? 30 seconds or less. Yeah, a mitzvah, it's not just a good deed. You know, it's both a good deed and what God wants us to do. And when you do it that way, it takes something which is sort of ordinary and human, and it makes it holy. That's what Thank- the Christmas mitzvah Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, listening audience. Thank you, Noah Dingley. And I want to remind our audience, we're always looking for sponsors to continue to bring this great show a message. We will be back with the show tomorrow, and James Cooley will be back on the air. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's your life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.